This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hi, it's Claire Kimball here, the founder of The Squiz. This week marks six years of putting out The Squiz Today podcast, and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. If you love what we do, and we hope you do, please tell your friends about us. It's all the birthday present we could ever need. Good morning, I'm Siobhan Moran-McFarlane. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday, 26th of September. In your Squiz Today... Russia stands alone, China warms up to Oz, storms across the world, and a big weekend of tears and cheers. This is your Squiz Today. Claire, we talked a bit last week about the annual United Nations General Assembly taking place in New York. And yesterday, Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov accused Western nations of holding a grotesque fear of Russia. And he says that they are out to destroy his country. Yeah, he really lashed out after days of rebukes from leaders and senior officials attending that United Nations meeting. Uh, Lavrov said that his nation had no choice but to take military action against Ukraine. Uh, And he claimed that the United States and allies, and this is the quote, uh, want to stop the march of history. Uh, It's worthwhile noting that no nation has come out in full support of Russia, including allies China and India. Uh, They have renewed calls for a negotiated peace. Yeah, there's a lot happening between Russia and Ukraine at the moment. One big thing to note is that there are four referendums happening in the occupied regions of Luhansk, Donetsk, Kurzon and Zaporizhia on whether they should become a part of Russia. So just to explain that a bit, uh, Russia says that they are fair elections where locals can support or reject the idea that their region should stay part of Ukraine or become part of Russia. What Ukraine, uh, Western nations and the United Nations say is that it's a sham and an illegitimate attempt to seize Ukrainian territory. Russia has form on this. It did this in Crimea before seizing that territory from Ukraine in 2014. And those votes are happening until the middle of the week. Uh, So it's definitely one to keep an eye on. Uh, And in Russia, there are ongoing protests and people fleeing uh, in the wake of Russian President Vladimir Putin's decision to call up 300,000 citizens to join the war effort. On top of that, Putin has signed orders granting Russian citizenship to any foreign national who signs up to serve a year in Russia's military, bypassing the usual requirement of five years of residency, which critics say highlights just how severe the nation's problems are with troop shortages. Also in New York at the UN meeting, Claire, is our Foreign Minister Penny Wong, and it looks like she's made some good progress in a meeting with her Chinese counterpart, Wang Yi. Well, we'll have to see because, as we know, uh, actions speak louder than words. Uh, But she said that the meeting was constructive and one of the many steps that will have to be taken for a more stable relationship. As for Wang, he said that China is willing to work with Australia to resolve the issues between our nations. Uh, 
what's a better indicator of how things are is the fact that it's the second time our representatives have met face-to-face within three months. It was hard going with China for the Morrison government, which was unable to secure a returned phone call for more than two years. That relationship with China soured over their aggressive push into our region and Scott Morrison's calls for an investigation into the origins of the COVID pandemic. Last week, Claire, we spoke about Hurricane Fiona wiping out Puerto Rico's power supply. And now history is repeating itself in Canada after the now ex-hurricane hit multiple provinces on the East Coast. There's hundreds of thousands of Canadians in the east of the country who are now without power after ex-Hurricane Fiona battered that area with torrential rain and with strong winds. Fiona has been really destructive and there's going to be a lot of clean-up in her wake. Meanwhile, in Florida, a state of emergency has been declared with a storm named Ian gathering strength. Uh, And in the Philippines, Super Typhoon Noru is forcing thousands of people to evacuate. Authorities there are really worried about that one. Yes, and of course, we are not immune from destructive weather either, as officials in New South Wales are warning families travelling for the school holidays to keep up with emergency updates and road closures, as a cold front and more flooding are predicted from today. Claire, you made me switch my allegiance from the Geelong Cats to Sydney Swans last week. And look where that got me. You're lucky I'm not a betting woman. (laughs) Look, I'm happy to go back and check the tape. I seem to remember you taking full control of your choice. But uh, yeah, the Swans were just out of luck and it seemed like they were out of legs as well uh, in that grand final on Saturday. Geelong was just too good. Uh, There was a capacity crowd at the MCG, more than 100,000 people. They looked pretty happy with Robbie Williams as the warm-up act and then they got a pretty one-sided game of AFL even from the first few minutes so well done to Geelong there. Uh, Sydney will be able to shake that off next weekend as it hosts next Sunday's NRL Grand Final. That will see the Penrith Panthers take on the Parramatta Eels and in the NRLW the Newcastle Knights will take on the Eels as well after their preliminary finals. Yes, and back in the country of my birth in England, we saw tennis legend Roger Federer brought to tears after playing his last professional match with his equally weepy doubles partner Rafael Nadal in the Lever Cup. Sadly, the Swiss and Spanish stars lost their game, but to be honest, I think they would have been sobbing no matter what the outcome. Yeah, it was very teary, that one. Staying in the UK, Claire, and one of Britain's most successful and beloved authors, Dame Hilary Mantel, died suddenly yet peacefully at the age of 70 on Friday. And this has hit really hard with a lot of people, including yourself. Yeah, I really loved Hilary Mantel's writing. Uh, She was considered one of the greatest English language novelists of this century, and she was celebrated for her highly acclaimed Wolf Hall trilogy. It charted a fictional account of Thomas Cromwell rise to power in the court of Henry VIII. She won two Booker Awards for the first two books of that series and many thought that she should have won a third. Yes, a lot of the tributes talked about her wit, stylistic daring and creative ambition. I guess she was just very good at what she did. The cause of her death has not been revealed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Superb. 
Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. Claire, Tonga has welcomed a new baby, but not the kind you might expect. No, it's a baby island. Uh, In September, there's been an underwater volcano that's erupted and it's created a six-acre island in the central Tongan Islands. So experts say don't get too attached. It might be here for a little while, but it won't be here forever. And in the meantime, it's not really a place we want to be because of all that lava and volcanic eruption and all that activity. We're so used to hearing about concern for islands disappearing under rising sea levels. So this is quite sweet. And To be honest, it's the kind of baby I like because it's one that doesn't cry. (laughs) (laughs) It probably stinks a bit, though. (laughs) Squeeze the day, Claire, and Parliament is back in Canberra. Yeah, it's been a bit on and off again with the Queen's death, but it's back on today. Uh, Prime Minister Anthony Albanese, though, will be taking off for Japan. Uh, He and some of our former Prime Ministers are going to Tokyo for Shinzo Abe's funeral, which is on tomorrow. Yes, and if you're in WA, it's the Queen's birthday public holiday today, which I noticed in my calendar is already being referred to as the King's birthday now. I wasn't sure if that was official, but I looked it up and apparently it is. Yeah, we move on. That's it from us today. Have a great Monday and we will catch you again tomorrow. G'day, Kate Watson here. I'm the host of Weekly Wrap and News Club, a place for conversations about the news. It's budget week, so I'm here to tell you about our News Club episode from last week where Claire chatted with James Chessel. He's the former Managing Director of Publishing at Nine Entertainment. He was also a staffer earlier in his career, so they have a good chat about how the budget sausage is made. Here's a small snippet. The most important policy or set of policies the government will announce every year. So it's important that it's not um, announced willy-nilly, although mm. they do leak <laughs> a, a, a fair amount of it. Yeah. And there is a famous time when uh, when um, Laurie Oakes, the nine journalist, got his hand on the budget papers b- the day before the budget and was it's able to such print. such an incredible story. Was able to print a lot of it, um, which was, you know, absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is a lot of what the Treasurer will announce has the ability to move markets, yeah. um, direct impact on on businesses and, and other organisations. So, you know, there does need to be some rigour and uh, confidence that it will be handed, handled in an appropriate, appropriate way. For more on that chat, just search for News Club in your podcast app or follow the link in your episode notes.